0: Hello and welcome to my podcast, From Trauma to Triumph. I am Leah Bandola and your host. My mission is to help people heal their past so that they can unleash their brilliant future. I am a trauma release specialist, empowerment coach, and cognitive behavior therapist. I am also a published author with three book publications and a professional speaker. This podcast delves into the world of trauma and it is a big world. There are so many aspects to trauma and how it affects us in our lives. And each episode will give you more information, examples, stories, and strategies to help you understand trauma better and how to release the hold that it has on us. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, my wonderful listeners. I know it's been a few weeks but I have a very special guest for you today. And we're gonna be talking about a topic that um, is very much in the news and out there right now for a lot of people. Um, It's a very difficult transitionary period and uh, you're gonna hear all about it in a minute. But first I wanna tell you a little bit more about my guest, Robin Yack. Originally from Montreal, Robin moved to Toronto in 1997 to complete her law degree. This, coupled with her business degree and experience working for multiple healthcare organizations as Director of Operations, Director of Business Development, and Director of Facilities and Supply Chain, provided her with the valuable skills she uses daily with clients to deliver a level of service beyond the average real estate salesperson. Robin loves helping buyers in house hunting for their dream home or investment property and working with sellers on their million-dollar listing. Her own experience going through a divorce has inspired her to make it easier for others going through this difficult and often isolating life-changing event. Welcome, Robin. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm happy to have you here and you definitely do not look old enough to have done all those things. So, <laughs> would you start when you were 12 or what? <laughs> oh, well, I wish I did, but no, nope, fortunately, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm soon to so head a well, mile. You, you kind of alluded to in, in the bio of what has led you to doing what you're now doing, but do you want to tell us a little bit more your story? and uh, why you're so passionate about this.
1: So I uh, went through a divorce. Uh, It's going to be 19 years ago in August. And I remember what it was like. Um, You know, I was the one who chose to leave. But even having made the decision, the day that I... I said to him it's over I didn't really know what I was getting into nobody knows that nobody has any idea of what is next to come unfortunately we don't plan for it and there's not enough out there for us for people in that situation to really or at least in the past get the needed information. There's no uh, Divorce for Dummies book, shall we say. That's what I say to a lot of people these days <clears throat> and you know there was so much to, to think about. Like the first thing everybody thinks about right when they're getting a divorce is okay I have to sell the matrimonial home and I have to deal with custody of the children. Those are the two first things they're overwhelming and 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 overpowering but there's so many other things that you know you need to deal with like i still remember the day I, like it was yesterday i was standing on the corner of young and eglinton cuz i that i was working in the cibc building there and it was a payday and it was a mortgage payment day mm-hmm. and we had just recently separated and we had a joint account and I went to the bank to, I think, I, I think at that point we were actually depositing physical checks. <laughs> I don't think it yeah. was so
0: remember I went, those days.
1: <laughs> I went and at that point, I think my ex was supposed to, his, his payday was the Thursday. So I was expecting his check to be in there and we needed both checks to cover the mortgage. And I went there and he hadn't deposited it. Uh... And I stood there on the corner of Yagen and Englington in shock, crying, and didn't know what I was gonna do because my mortgage payment was gonna bounce. So I could plan all I want, but he took the attitude that, you know, I'm gonna be nasty about this. And even though it, would, it was 50-50 our house, he had to yeah. pay. His share. One thing had had nothing to do with another. Um, yeah. So I I was like that, and I I remember that. I remember you know fighting for custody, just everything, and and the emotions that I went through, and how I had wished that I that there were more people that I could have turned to at that point to give me guidance or advice on what was going on, and. Unfortunately, I was in a stage where most of my friends were young in their relationships because we had only been married, my daughter was just under three. So we had only been married for uh, a little over three years. So my circle of friends was relatively new couples. So not many people were getting divorced or separated at that time. Hmm. And so it was very hard and I had to struggle along. I had to, with respect to our home, we put it on the market. Uh, it didn't sell in September. It didn't sell to the following January. We took it off the market and we had to live together until that time. And it was a nightmare. And then the showings were a nightmare. Getting the house ready for sale was a nightmare. And so there's all these things that were involved in selling our most expensive asset, our biggest asset. And I had to kind of like swim through the waters not knowing and just kind of hoping that I would get to the other side
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so you know fast forward many years I I, I, I worked in healthcare in a variety of, of roles and then in September of 2019 um, I had decided with uh, one of my best friends to go into real estate uh, because at that point I just didn't want to work for anybody else. I was ready to be on my own. And I'd always wanted to have my own business, but didn't really know how. And this seemed like the right way. Mm. And after we got our license and we started talking to people and networking, and you know, people hearing that I have a business degree, I have a law degree, I have the, ex- the lived experience of being divorced Mm -hmm. kind of guided us to to see that they're, you know, they would say, why don't you connect with family lawyers and mediators? Like you guys would fit and you have that, like you have the experience and and the the know-how and the wherewithal to doing, to helping these clients. And so we decided that, although we'll help anybody buy or sell a property, obviously, but that's the easy, that's Mm -hmm. easy,
0: Mm -hmm. Right. right? It's
1: harder to help a couple going through a separation or divorce sell the matrimonial home on on many levels. And so we decided, uh, my business partner is a teacher by trade and she's run preschool. So she has the experience as well, working with parents and so understands how to be empathetic and listen. Mm -hmm. And we just really felt that we had what it takes to give back. And I really want to give back to the couple or, you know, one, one or both of them, if I can to get mm-hmm. them to the other side, because I know that the sun will rise on the other side and mm-hmm. they, they will have, they will be happy. And it's a hard enough experience selling a home in the best of times. So yeah, let's sure. help you make it easier and, and go through all the obstacles that are involved in selling a matrimonial home.
0: Wow. Well, that is amazing. And there's so many layers to it that I think you and your partner are uniquely placed to be able to address because there's the emotions, you know, of course, this is my area of expertise as well, right? But, and I I have many clients who are going through or have been through very difficult split situations um, and dividing the assets. And, you know, so there's sort of the practical side of everything and let's try to make this the best experience for everybody, right? But then there's that massively huge emotional issue and you know this from experience because, you know, your ex clearly was, you know, in a heightened emotional place when he made that choice to not put his check in the account, to you know, maybe other things, I'm sure there were many other things where he was blocking the progress, right? But it's like, why, you know, because I get people saying this all the time, it's like, well, but why would they do that? Because it's hurting them in the long run as well. Well, yeah, but that's, you know, can you speak to that as to what you have seen? Is like, why do people continue to do these things when in the end, Not only does it make the process a whole lot more difficult, but it can make the end result a lot less beneficial for everybody. It's anger.
1: It it, it all boils down to anger. And and that's a big part of what we have to deal with when you're dealing with an acrimonious divorce uh, and you... The couple can agree on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, they can agree on a realtor and that's fine. They don't need to agree on a realtor. And a lot of, that's what a lot of couples don't know that they do not need to have uh, one realtor to represent both parties. They're entitled to have each their own realtor to represent their best interest. It's called a co-listing. Uh, and there's other intricacies involved in that. But when you're dealing with an acrimonious divorce, then you like, The simple thing of you get an offer, and we dealt with this, we had a client in the fall, who they got an offer, and our client, who was the female, she thought he was being underhanded and knew the buyer and was somehow getting a kickback from the buyer, and that's why he was pushing for this buyer. So you're dealing with all these emotions, wow. and it's our job. I mean, we're not really therapists, hmm. but in I many ways, we, <laughs> we do. We have to be because yeah. we have had to tell her like this, this is a reasonable offer. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. We will tell you whether mm-hmm. it's it 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 should be negotiated or passed on or if it's a bogus offer like we Mm -hmm. do our research so we know what to expect and what the house is valued at but it's for us to bring her down and and to calm her very much like a family lawyer a lot of people who are going through this could will attest and i remember myself I could be high, so high strung and angry. I would speak to my family lawyer and he would calm me down and he would bring me back into the right mm. mindset. And that's our role so that we can move the clouds away, part them so that they can start thinking with logic yeah. and not emotion. And that's right. it's a hard role. And that's why not every real estate agent knows, how, wants to deal with this or knows how to deal with it because mm-hmm. it's much more complex.
0: For sure and do you have um like certain protocols in place that you kind of know meaning like when somebody does come up with you know something like this story which is completely fabricated like what how did you bring her down and calm her down
1: well we basically said to her the reality is whether he is trying to you know get something out of the deal or not is really irrelevant. You know, yes, yes, it angers you and we get that. But the Mm. bottom line is the goal is to sell the property for the most you can possibly get. So let's take out all the other ancillary details and let's focus on what is the offer Mm. and what should we sign it back at Mm -hmm. so that we can move the ball rolling and the bottom line is even if he is gonna get something in the in the end which he might but it's highly doubtful the bottom line is the the point is to sell this property so that you can move forward we need to get you to understand that take away the emotion because the ultimate goal Mm -hmm. And that's what people forget. The ultimate goal is to sell the property for the most money. And when emotions get involved, Mm -hmm. you very often screw things up because you might not accept the first offer because you think it's something like that. And very often, your first offer is your best offer. So you really have to look at it as if it's just a regular sale. This has nothing to do with a divorce or anything. Would in a regular, situation would this offer be of interest to you?
0: I love it. So you really end up being the voice of reason.
1: That's what you have to yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because you know you're you're that objective um professional who knows their stuff really well and you know the market really well. And so I love that you just bring it down to that very basic um need and outcome. It's like what is the outcome? You know, yeah. what is the outcome we are desiring here and it is always going to be the same regardless of what the sort of extenuating circumstances are yeah. So that's really cool really yeah. cool and
1: sometimes we can bring our client down but the other client <laughs> like the husband in this case you know has their own agent and has his own th- things to deal with and so if that's the case We stick to our guns. We know what has to be done, and we're very well prepared to sit in on mediations and arbitrations, which we've done before. Oh, yeah, that's good to know. know, Because you need to, you we you need to have done the research. We need to again take out the emotion so that we can present to a mediator when these offers are coming in that Mm -hmm. this is a reasonable offer or this is a reasonable counter offer for us to come in. Mm -hmm. and the other side might be saying it's not but here is our evidence and one thing that we are very um good at is is doing a lot of due diligence uh before we put in offers or before we accept offers it's very important for us to Mm -hmm. know what is going on in the market and be very knowledgeable of what can be expected because a lot of realtors unfortunately um don't don't do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. cut any corners. Yeah. And and I know you're very professional, but there must be times where you get triggered, or, or are there times where you get triggered, like you know, somebody has a similar situation to what you went through? And does that ever come up for you? And how do you deal with those emotions?
1: Um I feel empathy for them. I think I'm so far past it. Mm -hmm. Right. That my goal is to really to hear what they're saying and what they're going through and guide them to get to the other side, because very often they're so engrossed in the emotion that they fail to see whether and this happens most for the person who's being left. Mm-hmm. Because they feel that they've been done to and right. that they're, you know, I didn't ask for this while well, I was happy before. And mm-hmm. I always say, I truthfully believe that if if there are two people in a relationship and one person is unhappy enough to leave, the other person cannot be realistically on cloud nine. It's not possible. And so I say to them, I tell them that, and I say, once you get out from the emotions and you see that Mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're comfortable with yourself, you are in a new home and you are starting to progress, you will look back on, on, all of this, I promise you, and you will see that you are better off today than you were while you were married. So you might think you're being done to and be miserable and you're entitled to do that. Cause I say divorce is, um, is, is like, is like a death without the, without the burial. It really yeah, is. For sure. and, yeah. and you're entitled to grieve, but As you go through the process, your focus should be on you and and learning who you are and relearning who you are Mm -hmm. and really taking the time to to develop and grow yourself and be happy with yourself. Because once you are happy with yourself, there is no question that you will be far better off than you ever were. And you will be glad that this happened because we're only here once shouldn't we be
0: happy? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I always say to people, listen, your birthright is happiness. You were born like no, no, whatever your belief is, (laughs) you know, outside sort of source ever intended for you to come into this world. And at some point just be miserable with your life. Right. And I think also what this brings up for me is that, you know, a lot of both men and women but what i see is mostly women don't feel that they really deserve better and so they will stay in situations that deep down in their heart you know and and often it does take getting to really know who your real self is um believes you know if they if if they're operating out of their wounded self as i like to call it Mm -hmm. um they don't believe that they really deserve anything better. And so they'll settle and they'll stay. And then I agree with you. Often it is a gift when the other person might be the one to say, you know what, this isn't working anymore, or I don't love you anymore, or whatever they might say to leave. And yes, it hurts like hell in the moment. But Like you said, once you're out of it and you can kind of look back and go, why did I put up with all of that for so long? Because you can't possibly, listen, I always, I have a saying, I say, it takes two to tangle, right? Mm -hmm. It takes two to build a relationship and it takes two to tear it down. Meaning you might not be necessarily doing anything, but by virtue of the fact that you just stand back and watch it and aren't happy. And mm-hmm. you know, are settling. That's your part in it, right? Yeah. So yeah.
1: And how many times do are there people who get fired from jobs or let go or whatever, and they're miserable at the time, mm-hmm. and they're like, "I can't believe this happened to me. I can't mm-hmm. believe I have to go look for another job." Blah blah blah. And yeah. then they find that that their next job, and they're like. Oh
0: my God, I'm so happy. And I would have never been here had that not happened to me. Absolutely. I mean, I've seen it happen in my own family repeatedly, you know, with my own husband. Like several times he was downsized and one time he was let go for a bogus reason and he was devastated in the moment. And, And yes, you're afraid and it's like, oh my gosh. And then he ends up finding his dream job right? And he has never been happier. So it's like, yes. And and it's easy to look back, but I think if in the moment, and especially when they're going through something as difficult as a divorce separation, um, is to, in that moment, when all those things come up, is to go, this is temporary. And likely, And it's hard to do, so I'm not minimizing the difficulty of it. But, you know, in the long run, this is probably going to be the best thing for for everybody. Now, let's talk about kids, because that brings another massively huge layer. So it's one thing to split, and there aren't any children, and you can literally split and say bye-bye and never have to see your face again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But when you have children, you are tied forever, Right. Oh, so yes. how do you work with that and how did you deal with it yourself because you had a child
1: yeah so um so I'll talk about my personal and then I'll talk about it uh, professionally um yeah we we had a very nasty nasty um separation with was a it was a fight I mean it was it was more it was never a fight that he really wanted custody of my daughter. It was it, it was just his. Um, he, he dangled it. He mm-hmm. dangled it for spousal support. He dangled mm-hmm. it to yep. less child support. Yes. And so yes. it was always my fear that he would take her away, or and and then and then he would like play games. He wouldn't take her to her programs, and just it's uh-huh. so many things involved, and you know you want to try and shield your children from it but the reality is you don't have to say anything good bad or otherwise kids always figure it out she's 21 years old now she knows exactly who her father is mm-hmm. and it is what it is yeah. um and it took us i think until she was um i'm trying to think it was it was somewhere like I think she was nine or 10 when he got a new girlfriend who, um, was very much, um, wanting him to have a relationship with her and, and really wanted us to have a relationship that our relationship, you know, developed and got better and, and so it makes it easier. I mean, time does heal all wounds, but mm-hmm. it's also about having the right people around you
0: sure.
1: that can influence you. No, I didn't need me to influence. Like I, I was fine. I, regardless of anything, I always wanted to be amicable with him, but mm. he, did um, and then from a professional point of view, you know, it's very hard um, because they're going through all of that. And then one of the big things very often is, one party wants to does not want to sell the house and wants to buy the other out of the house and sometimes it's because it's more of a i want to like stick it to you i want the house more than you whatever that mm-hmm. could be one the other option is that they think it's the best decision for the children yes.
0: yeah and, I, I see that one a lot
1: <laughs> yeah and you know what it really depends because yeah, you wanna keep them in the same school and you wanna keep them with their same friends. Well, you can always move somewhere that's in the same zone. Yeah. Um. But often it's just a reminder for the children of what was lost because they have those memories of mm. everybody being in this house. Mm. And so sometimes, What's best for the children is to start new and fresh.
0: Yes.
1: So unfortunately, again, we our emotions or, or their emotions get in the way and they don't think logic like rationally of what's best for the children. They're getting their their take, it's their emotions that are taking over. And mm-hmm. it's very hard. Um and we're we're happy to help in the sense that if one party does want to buy the other party out, we will provide opinions of value, and so that they can okay. have um, an idea of of what you know what the what the dollar value amount will be. And then, but then here's the thing: they might not be able to afford it.
0: Right. So
1: that's it's very hard because now you're going from one household to two households with the same funding. Right. Like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And if you're the person that wants to buy the other one out, um, now you are going to have to maintain the same household on one income. Right. And you also had to buy them out. So you had to probably I know I've I've seen this happen several times with clients. And I had one who luckily her father was able to help out financially. um, And most people don't have that luxury. But even with that, um, her ex just made it so hard and wanted to have, like, they literally had to put the house up for sale. And so they had to go through all of that and all of that expense as well. And then he would only accept offers um, or her offer if it was higher than anything else that came in. She definitely paid way more than she should have for that but she really wanted the house and and so you know she's having some issues now maintaining um I agree with you I think sometimes the best solution is let's just sell it split the you know whatever um um asset you've got in it and then go and buy whatever you can afford with that right and if it's a if it's a townhouse you know, if you're coming from a $1.5 million four bedroom house, you know, if it's you and your two kids, you don't need to have that. And yes, you might have to downsize and get something a lot smaller. But what I've seen in people who do that, and you must see this all the time is they're actually happier, because Mm -hmm. they don't have all that added stress, because Usually, in those situations, they're still going through all kinds of turmoil and stuff dealing with the divorce and the custody, and the da, 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 right. And then you've now got this massive financial strain as well,
1: yeah. Yeah, right. I went from a 1500 square foot house to a 700 square foot house. Wow, my daughter's room, I mean, she was little at the time, was yeah. tiny, it fit a day bed, <laughs> yeah, and a little dresser. That was yeah. it. Like, yeah. But it was ours and you yes. and we were happy. It didn't matter.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's so many layers to it. And I think it's really great that you do. So you do work with mediators and lawyers and it's kind of like a, almost a team effect, I would think. So one of the things
1: that we're really trying to do is we recognize, like I said earlier, that one of the first things that this, couple or this individual is fate is, is going to have to deal with is selling the matrimonial home. And so we are trying to partner with all kinds of different professionals in the different industries that are focusing on divorcing couples. And we want to be able to, as their first line of um, activity in the whole transition period, We want to be able to provide to them a list of professionals and guidance on what they should be thinking about in order to get them over the hump. So obviously, okay, they hire us. We're we're real estate agents that specialize in this. They'll Mm. need a mortgage agent that specializes Mm. in this. They're going to need a a wills and estates lawyer because they need to change their will Right. They're going to need a financial advisor because mm. now they, they're probably using the same one. And there's different things to think about when you're single versus when you're married. Mm-hmm. You need an accountant who mm. deals with this. Um, you need to have somebody in life insurance who can advise you because again, there there are other there, there, now there's new things that you need to think about. So there's a whole variety and we have a lot of oh. mediators.
0: Yes. Yeah. horse
1: coaches um oh there's such a an this niche is exploding yeah and, and a lot of the industries professionals are recognizing that it there is value in focusing on these people
0: yes for sure and they're you know there are so many people that need it. And honestly, like half of the things that you listed there, I would have never even thought of. And I'm sure most people don't. And it can feel overwhelming, I'm sure, too, when you say, well, you're going to need this and you're going to need that. They're going to be like, Whoop! like, number one, like who, you know, a lot of people don't even have the money to be able to do that. Um, so do you help them with like, let's say they have um, a limited num- amount of funds. Um As to what the priorities are, like you absolutely must. I mean, obviously, you absolutely must have a real estate agent, must have a lawyer. um, Ideal if you could have a financial divorce expert, um, but not as necessary. Let's say. So, do you help people? I don't want to say like with a budget, but like, can you work with them with whatever means they've got? Yeah. yeah.
1: So, so, and one of the things to think about if we know that is, well, you can hire a family lawyer, you need a family lawyer. And, but if you want it's, to, it's about educating them. If you want to save costs with your lawyer, sometimes having a divorce coach helps with that, right? right. Because okay. you'll, the things that they can guide you mm-hmm. so that you can save money with your lawyer, So Mm. it's it's really just about, first of all, educating them about the the different things that they need to think about. Mm. That doesn't mean everything has to be dealt with on day one, of course, but it's letting them know that these are the areas you need to think about. Here are people in those industries that, that we know, like, and trust, or you can find your own, that's fine, right? And then let's figure out, based on whatever your financial means we're happy to help you you know sort through where your priorities need to lie
0: yeah awesome yeah I think that would be really helpful for a lot of people and I mean things like although yeah like I've talked to a number of people who were like yeah never even thought about taking them off as a beneficiary of my life until years later when some like you just kind of forget about it right and then it was like you still have your ex as your beneficiary it's <laughs> like what you know so those are important things to consider for sure really? absolutely yeah so much like it's yes. so multi-layered and at a time when it's like super difficult for so many people so i think it's wonderful that you have this niched kind of service um and you know just giving people the peace of mind of At least with, you know, sitting down with you and saying, here's, here are all the things that you need to consider, um, but we can guide you, you know, it's, that's what it really comes down to, I think, is having someone guide you at a time where your head just probably feels like it's going to explode. I'm sure that's, you know, how it felt for you. And, and the other thing I just wanted to point out is that everybody's different, Right. Like, you know, even for you, when it happened to you, it's yes, there are some similarities to everything, but there's also the uniqueness of, Mm -hmm. you know, you and where you're at and where your ex is at emotionally and otherwise and what their history is and what their modeling is. And of course, these are all the things I think about, but also, um, you know, what you're able to manage at any one time. Right. And just to have somebody to be able to just bring you back down, it's like, OK, we're going to calm down now and we're going to, you know, kind of we'll figure it out as we go, um, I think must just bring a ton of peace of mind to a lot of people.
1: Yeah, it's very important that you not only listen, but you he- we hear what they're going through. Uh, and very often, all they want is to vent.
0: Yes, yes, Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure you must have people who, you know, like even this lady who was like kind of fabricated story around, oh, he's just got this by her because whatever. And, but it's like her ability to be able to express all of that. And then you bringing her down from this revving super high and, and just her being able to say it I'm sure probably by the end of it, she was like, Oh, yeah, okay, I guess it doesn't really matter. (laughs) Like at the end of the day, as long as I'm getting what is due to me, and we're getting the highest value for this place, then who cares what his motivation is or what he's up to. No, it's right.
1: actually interesting you say that because it was funny because we got the this, this these offers and there was a whole ar- arguing back and forth and we went to the mediation blah 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 and then we got another like and they, they 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 ended up coming back a little bit higher and and we spoke to her and and her ex husband was going to agree to something and she was like no 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 I'm not whatever and we had this whole discussion with her and we tried to pull her down off the ledge and. Even in our conversation, my partner and I weren't sure that we had really gotten through to her. Mm. And then an hour or so later, when I guess when she calmed down, she said, okay, send me the documents, I'm going to sign them. And when we told the family lawyer that we had a deal, he said, what do you mean? How'd you do that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you really are that voice of reason, which is amazing. And it's amazing that both you and your partner obviously have some skills in the way of, even though you're not officially and, you know, professionally counselors, but it does sound like you have to do your share of that. So it's, it's fantastic that you're able to do that. Wow. This is, there's so much here. I am going to, we will be putting all of your information in the show notes, but if people right now, if you want to let them know how, if they want to reach out to you, how can they get a hold of you?
1: Can I just? I just want to add one quick thing. Sure. Uh, as as you as most people know, everybody has a realtor and everybody knows a realtor. But what's really important to keep in mind uh, is that when you're going through this kind of uh, a matrimonial home sale, very often he doesn't want to use her agent and she doesn't want to use his agent. So it's the perfect opportunity to really put forth somebody who not only specializes in, in this area, which is key, but will be unbiased because they don't necessarily know either party. And so we really, really recommend that couples who are going through this, it's even if they do agree to go with somebody that they know, it's probably not a good idea because that person too is too close to home. Yeah. So. That's how I want what I wanted to, to end well, with. I love
0: that. I love that you just said that because I it wasn't a divorce situation, but I have a family member who went used another family member um, in real estate, and things started to go really sour fast, and it caused some issues. Now they're they're fine now, but you know for a while there. Like they weren't speaking, and we, and then of course, all the rest of us are like, oh gosh, family get togethers are going to be really tense, you know? So I totally agree with that. Um, because you know, it doesn't matter who you are and how well together you are, emotion can definitely come into it, especially when things are not going well. You know, it's great in a perfect world, everything goes fantastic, and you know, everybody's happy, but. I'm sure you must see that is not often the case. So yeah, that's good. That's a really great point. So thank you for that.
1: No problem. So you can reach me in a few ways. Uh, You can reach me by email at Robin, R-O-B-Y-N-Y-A-C-K at gmail.com. You can... Call me at 647-208-8510. Or you can check out our website and it's Robin with a Y and spelled out A-N-D, Cheryl with a Y dot com.
0: And Cheryl is C-H-E-R? C-H-E-R.
1: Yes, yes, C-H-E-R.
0: Perfect. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on and really enlightening us. I mean, I really learned some stuff here. And uh, I will be sending people your way. <laughs> so Thank, you so, much. Thank <laughs> yeah. you so much
1: for having me. And even if somebody just wants to, to get in touch, to get some ideas or just mm. for a free consultation, we're happy to chat with you.
0: That's awesome. That's really good to know. Because I was going to ask you if people just want to kind of find out, you know, more information or how you work or whatever you do, some free consultations. Yeah, yeah for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. And to my listeners, remember to grab a little peace, love and joy wherever you can. And I will talk to you next time. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe or follow me so you don't miss a single episode. If you want to go deeper in your healing, you can book a free discovery session with me and learn more about my unique strategy to unlock the real you through my Unearth, Uncover, and Unleash three-part system to discover and heal your past and present trauma and become empowered to live your best life. Go to my website, lifelessons.ca, or contact me directly at leah at lifelessons.ca to book your session. You can also find me on social media. My links are all on my podcast page. And while you're there, I would love it if you would leave a review, good or bad. I want to know how I can make this podcast just what you need it to be. And if you love it, I definitely want to hear that. You can also leave a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Until next time, grab some joy wherever you can. Bye for now.